0: Our listeners could be hearing about your brand right here, right now. For details, shoot us an email at info at theactioncatalyst.com. Today's guest is Dominic Zilstra, founder of Traverse.link, an app that helps professionals learn faster using science-backed learning methods. He studied in the Netherlands, Germany, and Brazil and holds a master's degree in engineering physics. Dominic has worked as a space systems engineer for Airbus and a data scientist before starting his entrepreneurial journey. His app has helped over 10,000 professionals learn skills like languages, programming, marketing, psychology, and more. Dominic also hosts the Super Learning Professionals podcast. We hope you enjoy. Well, everyone, this is Dan Moore. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. And I'm very excited that our guest is coming to us from the Netherlands, Mr. Dominic Zilstra. Dominic, you have an incredible background. We're going to hear all about it. Welcome to the Action Catalyst.
1: Yeah, thanks, Dan. Very excited to be here.
0: This gentleman has been a data scientist. He has been a rocket scientist. So for the people that say it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure some things out, I think maybe it does take a rocket scientist to figure some things out. (laughs) And you have definitely done that with Traverse Link. Anyway, if you don't mind, walk us back through some of the, the key moments in your past that led you to where now you have created this wonderful, wonderful learning system, Traverse
1: Link. I grew up, my grandfather, he had a farm in Germany. He built his own business there. So I went to Germany initially to study physics and, um, and engineering. And uh, I took some time to, to integrate. You know, people can be a bit close there. Uh, so I had to learn the language. Uh, eventually, I made friends there. I made very close friends there. And later on, I went to, to Sweden on an exchange program. I met a lot of people from all over the world. And that's when I really started to feel like, more than just a citizen, more like a world, a world citizen, almost. And at the end of that, I actually met a, a girl from from Brazil, and we started dating, and I decided I wanted to, to go and graduate. And, and I, I wrote my master's thesis there in, uh, in aerospace, as you already mentioned, not, not quite a rocket scientist, but definitely, <laughs> well, definitely enough. the era, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then I came back to Europe, and uh, that relationship ended, and I got a job in, uh, in spacecraft engineering at Airbus. And I actually met my partner, my current wife, at that point. And she's from she's from China. That's when I when I really kind of hit a roadblock was because whenever I went to China to visit her friends, her parents uh, they couldn't speak any English. They could only speak Chinese. So I had tried to learn Chinese just like I had learned other languages before, but it just turned out to be impossible. It was it was much harder. So that's when I really took a step back and I I took a look at. How I, I had approached learning in the past, so I had I had learned several languages, I had learned physics, uh, rocket science, data science, but actually the methods that I used were kind of weak. They were not not effective enough, uh, not effective enough to learn something as challenging as, as Chinese. Hmm. So that's when I really dove into the science behind learning, and I learned about. Meta learning, like uh, effective memorization techniques like spaced repetition, active recall, and then I came up with a method that I actually used myself to learn Mandarin Chinese. And after that, I discovered it's it's much more broadly applicable. So that I used it to learn other languages. I used it to to learn programming skills. At that point, I was actually planning to move to China to to um, yeah really get really fluent in Chinese, get a job there. Uh, but that was when when COVID struck as well. so that was for me another turning point where where mm. the universe was telling me, well, you're not supposed to go there and just be like like a teacher, you know. Instead, you have to take this system and bring it out to the world." so i I turned into into an, an app. Um, that app is is Traverse.link, and it yeah incorporates a lot of the scientific methods that I used to learn. And uh, yeah, now people are using it to learn all kinds of things from languages to uh, like medicine, to um, skills like like marketing, psychology. And that's that as this has come full circle again. So I'm actually working with, a, with an online Chinese course now. They're, they're using the app as well. So yeah, now, now I've really been able to turn my, like my personal learning method into something that uh, people from all over the world can use, uh, whatever they want to learn.
0: I think it's a phenomenal story, and you are a citizen of the world. Clearly, you've traveled so much, you've lived in various places. I'm also married to an international. My wife is Portuguese, esposa portuguesa. I'm with the bank.
1: Ah, eu falo um pouco também.
0: Também, <laughs> and I know that that ability to learn is such an important thing. But people have mental blocks about things they can learn and can't learn, don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of those mental blocks are actually already um, instilled by school. In school, we kind of have to learn a fixed set of things. We have to learn the curriculum. Um, we have to learn to pass a certain exam and that's it. And then we move on to the next thing. And I think there's a couple of problems with that. So, so for one, it kind of kills off our curiosity. Like if you, if you look at a child, he will explore and dive into, into something and find out everything he can, he can about it. And it's very, very curious. Um, but there's actually research that shows that our education system Kind of reduces that that natural curiosity over time. Another thing that it does it's uh, because we have those exam scores. People think that oh well I'm I'm bad at like math. I'll I'll never learn. I'll never learn math. So it establishes this fixed mindset almost like this cannot be changed. I'm bad at math. But the reality is that our brains are incredibly flexible. The key to overcoming those roadblocks when, when getting stuck is adapting what's called like a growth, a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So we actually accept that by using, using the right methods, we can approach any subject, like no matter what level we are coming from and start learning it, start getting better at it, better at it, like, like one step at a time, as long as we are confident that we can actually do that, can actually achieve that. And and that might take take a long time. And the key is building that a learning learning habit. So even if we improve just one percent that day, it accumulates over time. It adds up to I think it's like thirty eight times in a year due to that, the power of compounding. So the key to overcoming those roadblocks is really establishing that that growth mindset and building an open habit and also not being not being afraid of of failure because you you will fail. It's it's almost inevitable when we try new things. In a, at the beginning we we're gonna be bad at it, um, but accepting that we will fail and that it's good to fail and that we can, that failure actually strengthen us. Failure, failure makes us better. And that's what uh, will help us overcome those those roadblocks in, um, eventually. Well, it seems
0: like we have two strikes against our current education system because the worst grade <laughs> you can get in education is an F, which means you failed. And also the fact that so many people are rated according to where they got the right answer. And there may be more than one right answer. But as long as we're training to get the right answer, it's going to affect some people's confidence and certainly their creativity. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, let's dig in a little bit more to this, this growth mindset and how somebody could develop it. Let's say, for example, that I've been a pretty good student in, in English and history, and I love to read. But again, mathematics is sort of like, no, get away from me. Math math stuff. <laughs> what are some things that I can do on a, on a daily basis to eliminate that negative belief that I've got and to build that growth mindset?
1: yeah so basically what i what I've found when learning those different things, like yeah learning languages um learning new fields like data science, which also involves a lot of math, is that every learning process can be can be broken down in, in more or less the same steps, and mm. if you follow those steps, you will still face challenges, but they will be manageable they won't they won't stop you from achieving what you want to learn and and the first step is basically drawing out a map of what you want to learn. So uh, there's so much information out there. It's very easy to get overwhelmed, especially now in, in, in the digital age. So the first step is really drawing, drawing out a map and creating almost like a, a tree of knowledge where you separate the, the really important things from the, from the small details and really get that clear in your head. And once you've done that, you, you have identified basically the place to, to start. So basically the root of learning. And from there, you can then take take the next step, which is building the initial understanding. And a good way to build understanding is by writing and drawing in your own words. You, you, have, you can have a textbook full of math with intimidating equations, but you never got to get anywhere unless you, stop, you start doing it yourself. So take the simplest equation you can find, write it down, take an exercise from the book maybe, and just start doing it and start start making it your own. And an important part of this process is also getting feedback. And that feedback can either come internally from yourself. So you struggle to to solve a problem. So that's feedback that, well, maybe you need to try another approach. Or it can be feedback from other people who are ahead of you. So maybe a teacher or a friend who is slightly better at math uh, suggests, well, you've, you've, you've taken this step to solve that equation, but let's try the other approach instead. And that kind of feedback improves our understanding and then the the third step after that is the, the memorization so once we figured out the right principles the right ways of doing things we need to memorize those so that we can apply them next time next time we come across a similar problem and there are several techniques for improving memorization a very important one is called spaced repetition it basically means that we don't do it all in one go but we space out our practice over time so maybe we do one exercise the first day Another exercise the second day and then then we take it like an even bigger break. And during that break, our unconscious brain keeps processing. And then maybe we try it again on the fifth day. And we will suddenly notice, hey, I, I got it. Like in the back of my mind, something happens and, and it just clicked. Right. So that's uh that's very important to really build the long term, long-term memory. And then yeah, the the last final step is actually applying it, applying it in real life, because when you, even when you know how to solve a math equation, if it's if it's not going to be useful for you in real life, after a couple of months, you will probably have forgotten how to solve it. So you have to find some kind of exercise for you that leads you towards a goal you want to attain. Maybe it's like you want to construct a, a shed next door your house, and you need to do some some math to figure out like the, how much how much wood you want to uh, you need to buy, for example. So um, really apply it in real life and find a practice, a deliberate practice that you can do periodically to practice that skill and drill, drill down on that skill. So those, those four steps, like first uh, mapping it out, building the initial understanding, solid, solidifying the memory, and finally like applying it in real life, following those speeds up the learning of, of any of any skill or, um, or subject.
0: Dom, three days ago, I downloaded the Traverse.link onto my computer and began to create my own process here, following what you suggested here. And I can share with our listeners that one of the beauties of the whole process is because it's our own words, we tend to believe ourselves more than we might believe someone else. The other thing that Dom does so well is he uses the ancient technique of a flashcard. And most of us remember learning our multiplication tables where the teacher would hold up the card and say three times four is, and the class would yell it out. But because they're flashcards that we've created ourselves, it has terminology, even humor that can help us remember something in, in a much better way. So I commend you on on the program that you've created. It's very easy to use. I get an email from you every day asking how I'm doing, which is really nice. So that's part of the feedback, too. Yeah, it's great. It's great to hear that. And since I'm a real believer that our limiting beliefs hold us back in so many areas, this is very, very fruitful. I think it's a tremendous project so you've got going here.
1: Yeah, and I love what you mentioned, like really making it, uh, making it personal is so very, very helpful for, for learning, because very often when we learn from a textbook, it's, abstract concepts which are not very very memorable not very easy to understand but instead like humans are very good at learning by by stories like tell us a particular story about a ceo that make it make it made a particular mistake um, and the company failed, and we will we will remember that oh when i have to run a company i need to do things in in a way that avoids that particular mistake so we will remember much better from stories and this personalization that you mentioned i'm writing it in your own words adding humor, adding all kinds of weird personal details. It really um, helps so much to acquire uh, new new skills to learn new subjects.
0: Right. And I love the spaced repetition, this layering of the learning. In fact, I was watching my almost three-year-old granddaughter the other day as she was putting a puzzle together. And she's done the puzzle probably 50 times. And as soon as she finished it, guess what she wanted to do? She wanted to do it again because that repetition helped build her confidence. And then when she gets to a harder puzzle, she'll know she has the experience of doing puzzles. And that space repetition is a big part of that because it builds our internal confidence that we can do so much better. If we don't learn to add and subtract, it's really hard to do multiplication and division. But if we learn to add and subtract, then we can go to those next layers, then we go to algebra, then we go to geometry, trigonometry, et cetera. But it all builds. And I think that's such an important thing. It also occurs to me that when we're studying for an exam to get the right answer, because there's no application of it after that, that's why that in five minutes, that answer can be gone. So it really sounds stuff you got going on here.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I love that your granddaughter actually figured out this, like the importance of repetition and especially spaced repetition um, herself. And I think children are probably in some ways much better at that than we are. We have to unlearn some some bad habits that we picked up in, in the education system first before um, before getting to learn in an effective way again.
0: Building blocks, building blocks, so important. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about about yourself for a second. Do you have a routine in the morning? How do, how do you start your day?
1: Yeah, um I picked up a, a new habit a few months ago which um before going to bed, I will try to set my unconscious to think about a particular problem that I'm that I'm wrestling with and then when I wake up in the morning, I just sit down and meditate for for 10-15 minutes and I Have a little um, notepad in my in my hand and i just write down everything that comes to mind and so very often it turns out that basically when i was sleeping doing nothing my unconscious has come up with some new approach or or creative solution to the the problem i was i was struggling with and i mean our conscious unconscious does that all the time but because our bad habits like the first thing we do in the morning we pick up our, our smartphone right and look at our emails basically all the work of our unconscious is, is gone and just taking that time to to meditate and to reflect a bit in the morning helps us recover some of the the power and the work that our unconscious is, is already doing so I, f- I found that a very very helpful habit and generally i like to th- take things quite slowly in the morning so yeah after the meditation i do some yoga exercises basically to get get the blood flowing and slowly get started and after that i will sit down again and um, write down everything I've learned in the past day. Usually during the day, there's a couple of things I will just write a quick note of, but I won't have time to actually dive deeper into that. So then the next morning, I will look at those few bullet points and come back and write in full sentences what I've actually learned and what I still need to explore. So that's, that's basically how I learned my day. And then after that, of course, the actual to-do lists starts. And I usually try to have one, one item every day. Like that's the, the one thing that I need to do. Uh, and once I finish that, the day is good. And the rest of the day, I still have to finish, um, to finish less important tasks.
0: Those are like the bonus achievements. If you get the most important one done. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's, let's dig a little deeper into this, um, uh, how you get your mindset, your subconscious mind working on something during the night. How do how do you do that without it keeping you awake as you worry about that problem?
1: This has actually been a tricky one that I'm still trying to to figure out. So I, what I do is in the evening, I will do a bit of f- focusing on the specific problem. So I, I will identify at least one problem that I want my unconscious to work on. But then of course, I don't want to, to, to be awake because I'm thinking about it all the time. So after I focus, I will actually do another 10 minutes of meditation as well. Just thinking about nothing, just focusing on the breathing. And I found that helps empty my mind while still keeping my unconscious focused on, on what, I, what I wanted to think about during that. And, and it's not like a 100% guarantee that it will come up with creative solutions, but it does work well enough that every now and then I get like a surprising idea or a new approach that I hadn't thought of before.
0: Somebody once described the way our minds work. They're like a sandbox in a children's playground. That by the end of the day, it is just a mess. It's uneven. There's holes in it. There's leaves and weeds and maybe even occasional animal in there. But then during the night, somebody comes through and rakes the whole thing, cleans it out, smooths the sand. And if we can avoid tracking it in the next morning, first thing, then we can find some really cool treasures
1: in there. Wow. I love that anal- analogy. Yeah. I think it describes very well uh, what, I, what I try to do as well.
0: You know, you've been an entrepreneur. You started this business now. And I think it's a subscription model. Is that right? After an initial trial period?
1: Yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah.
0: But I'm wondering what advice you might have for some of our listeners that are kind of stuck right now. They are discouraged. Any suggestions for those that are just not sure where to where to go next?
1: Yeah. So I think it's very important and to human nature, we always want to help people. And when we help people, it not only makes the person we help feel better, it also makes makes us feel better. And it doesn't really matter what the scale of helping is. If I can Help just one person next door who who's in need of something, and I can help them with a even with a with a kind word or something very small that just improves my 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 mindset and my almost my my belief in in the world so much that it that it empower, empowers you to to do much much bigger things so I think even when we're overwhelmed with everything bad that's happening in the world, there's always something even if it's very small someone who who we can help and once we do that, we discover new ways of how we can help more people. Maybe that's by building a business that we can scale and we can reach a lot of people with, that we can help a lot of people. Maybe it's by writing, by starting a blog um, that, that will be read by a lot of people, can help, can help people. Or maybe it's something much smaller. Maybe it's in the local community. You can Maybe there are there are refugees in, in, in your area and maybe you can help find a place for those. So there's always things we can, we can help. And I think, I think helping is the basis for, for most successful and uh, like entrepreneurial endeavors, but it also is what's most empowering in our, the most empowering thing we can do in our daily life. So I would, I would say always focus on, not on yourself, but on who's out there whom you can help right now and go from there.
0: Well, I love that, Dom. Well, you have got so much to offer, a very young person having a big impact on our world. So I want to thank you for being a guest with us today.
1: Thanks, Dan. It was it was really great to be here. And uh, yeah, I think I've gotten at least as much, uh, as many new insights from you as I've been able to offer here. So thank you for that. And I just want to mention, it actually created on actioncatalyst.traverse.link. There's a little bonus for listeners that will um, help you remember better what you read. So there's a little bonus included.
0: Okay, that sounds great. Well, thank you so much,
1: Dominic. Dankjewel. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Dan. It was great to be here. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe.
0: To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook
1: and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore action. Thanks for listening.